Hi everyone, and welcome to So You Want to Make a Movie. I'm Tyler Miservi, and I'm here with your host, John Summerlin. This is a podcast about cutting through the bullshit of making a movie within the film industry, where we interview people who have experience, firsthand experience within the film industry, and can give a little insight of how you can go about making your movie if you have a script or anything like that. Uh, I'll pass it over here to your host, John, and he'll tell you a little bit more about himself. Thank you, Tyler. Uh, thanks for helping in. Um, yeah, I'm John Summerlin. I'm the Okanagan Film Commissioner. Uh, ooh. Now, what is that? Uh, really, um, why, why does that give me any uh, power to give you guys information on how to make your movie? Well, the reason, it isn't really me. I, you're not probably going to learn very much from me. What you're going to learn from is the people I'm talking to. So, I have a lot of friends. I have a lot of people that make movies. And so, I'll interview those that come to town that are making movies and we'll start top and we'll go down right down to the craft service people all the people that are generally included in making a film so uh you know it's it's to get rid of the uh idea that it's totally a sexy industry it can be very painful it is a job it's a vocation you got to be ready for years of work so if you're thinking about dumping what you do to come make your movie because you had a dream and you have an idea and you want to make a script i'm not saying don't i'm just going to give you the honest truth about how that is going to work and how you're going to have to do that and you know it's not an easy task um, if you want to know how things are shot this might not be the podcast for you if you want to know how to make your movie this is probably the one perfect couldn't have said it better <laughs> so we should get right into it who's our guest this week oh aaron hazelhurst is up next aaron is a buddy i like aaron aaron lives here yeah aaron writes and she writes and she writes and she writes and she directs and she shoots and produces she produces a short film of mine right yeah right and she's local and she's been like she's a a film brat like she's been on film since she was 12. Like yeah. She's kind of like me. Um, if you look her up, you won't find too much on there because she's a child worker and they probably keep that safe. <laughs> yeah. No. There's, you'll, she's been around and she's, uh, she's really great. And I think the best thing about her is that she continues to write and just writes and writes and writes and never stops. Mm -hmm. And she's good at it. Very supportive as well in the film community here. All right. Yeah. Let's talk to her. Awesome. Let's get into it. <laughs> Okay, so you want to make a movie. Here I got Erin Hazelhurst, who's my buddy, and she's going to tell you a little bit about herself and then maybe a little bit about, uh, you know, writing scripts, the industry, and the ins and outs. Hey, buddy. Hey, buddy. Thanks for having me. Um, yeah, so I, I am a writer. You are correct. So what do you want to know? Where I started? Yeah, what, so, yeah, maybe child actor? Where'd you I, <laughs> I am not a child <laughs> actor, although... If you were born in the 70s or the 60s and you watched Land of the Lost in the 70s on I was TV. Born in the 80s, right? Liar. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Okay, 68. 68. Um, so my little hand was, was on camera because my family did visual effects for a lot of TV shows and movies. And I was free labor and cheap, and my hand was small enough to not be in most of the shots. So, so there was that. But so, yes. So what? Gremlins, I hear. Gremlins was one of them. My family did Gremlins. Um, my family did Neighbors with John Belushi. For, that was 
A great movie. They did you the ever fire. Been snuffed? Remember that scene? I don't. Oh, come on, you gotta watch it just I was born in the 80s. I don't know any of those references. (laughs) (laughs) You laughed too hard on that one. Uh, Let's see, what else did they do? They did Titanic 1 and 2. Um, No, they didn't. Terminator. What am I saying? Titanic. Titanic. Titanic Now you're just making stuff up. (laughs) Now I'm lying. No, they They did did the Ten Commandments. They they did, yeah, Terminator 1 and 2. It was funny because I remember being in LA. And I was 12, I feel like I was 12, when they were doing Terminator. And my uncle said, yeah, you got to come down and get your picture taken with the robot. Come on set. And I did. And I remember hearing the premise of the movie, that this robot from the future comes back and helps to save the world by saving this kid, John. And I thought, there's no way in a million years people are going to want to watch this. (laughs) Not in a million years. So there is a photo of me with the Terminator robot and his arm around my shoulder, and me with just this teen angst look on my face going, ugh, why am I here? Did you do It? The original It, yeah. yeah. Stephen King with Tim Curry. Yeah, Did you watch the original? I just watched the original. Yeah, that was cool. (laughs) That was fun. But then, of course, you know, when they don't get gigs like Wolverine, they didn't get it, so I was receiving phone calls saying, if you watch that, you are dead to us. (laughs) So... But yeah, so that was my that was my background is was doing that and learning through osmosis. I did not have a normal childhood, as you could probably tell. And so I decided after I graduated high school that I would just go into journalism and do the do the proper route. So you like writing? I like writing. Right. I do like writing. You're good at writing. Thank you. Yeah. So you know, you you're going to write a script. Mm-hmm. What do you do? You sit down and just start writing a script or do you storyboard what do you do where do you get the ideas do you get con- what's the most important thing well it it depends because um and it i think any writer that you talk to is going to have a different approach to how they deal with it for me i will see a scene or i will see somebody in a restaurant or i will see somebody walking down the street or i will just hear an interesting name and then i will start to build around that so for example i'm working on a script right now that literally came from I heard a woman's name and it was Astrid and I thought who the hell has a name like Astrid probably like, a lot of Dutch people <laughs> Astrid. well I took it to a more metaphysical like hippie I'm, I'm making the peace sign with my fingers I guess this is a podcast it's not <laughs> filmed Aaron but yes yeah, so I so I created a character named Astrid and I thought of you know what Astrid would do during a day and what sort of things and it turned into this this comedy piece, and and that's how I got that. And other times I was triggers. Astrid was a trigger. She was a trigger. That's. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard anyone call it that before, but it's so true. Yes, she was a trigger. Or I'll see, you know, a homeless man, or I will see a guy in a Beastie Boy shirt, and I. <laughs> he must have been handsome, that guy. <laughs> he was alright. <laughs> So, uh, so yeah, that's how I do it. And, and the other thing, too, is when you're writing, it doesn't matter what you're writing. You just have to put it out there, and you just have to get as many people to read it as possible and get the feedback and take the criticism. So I'm going to ask you a question. So how long is a piece of string? That's basically Really what I mean is how long does it take to write a script? Each script is probably different. That's why mm-hmm. how long a piece of string. Mm-hmm. So each script is different how long generally you're pretty fast at it right i am fast right. this is this is my thing i am fast and 
but I was trained to be fast. Um, and um, I would say on average, I can do a first draft in about a month. That's great. It's pretty good. But that's the first draft. And, and the trick is you just don't stop. There's so many people that will go back and they'll rework it and massage it, but just plow through the first draft. You have to. the perfect length of a script that you write. Again, it's like the piece of string, right? It depends on the story. So way back in the day, it was 120 pages is what people were looking for. That was a long script. It was a long script, but that was the the standard way back. And if you didn't have a 120-page script, nobody would look at it. And now it's like 90 to 100 pages. Right. So I'll do about a hundred. Around one hundred nine is what I'm seeing. I just yes, yeah. So that's what you do. Is I, but again, if it's an epic, I mean, like say that to the guy that wrote Avatar, right? So, it, or it. (laughs) That's now two. Right, exactly. But still, it's a long, it's a long book. So it's got to be a long. It was a long book. Right. Exactly. Right. So So. getting your script made. Mm Mm-hmm. That's a challenge. That is a challenge. Right. That is a hard challenge. Especially when you live in, you know, small town Canada, right? Yes. So you, it's, a, you know, the world's small, uh, much smaller now that we have the internet. The, the interweb the, is a yeah, cool thing. It's a new use. thing here. Yes. Um, so se- selling your script um, is a little easier, but what's what not being do? in Hollywood compared to being here, do you find challenges with that? Yes and no. Uh, the no part first because that will sugarcoat it. Yes, because of course it's a lot smaller. If you're in Vancouver, you're in LA, you're in any uh, Toronto even. That was that's a, a big hub. You can throw a rock and find a producer that's willing to give you money if they like you and they like your concept and they like your hook. Here, not so much. You can throw all the rocks you want. You're probably not going to hit too many of those people so don't throw rocks kids please don't throw rocks please don't throw rocks but you can access people you still can and and you have to just like be tenacious you just have to go with it so there are avenues there is the blacklist which if you're not familiar with it check it out it is costly but it can be effective there's ink tip do you know about these things? No. No? You're teaching me new things. Am I teaching you new things? Okay, so basically what you do... Well, I've heard of Inktip, but I've never been on it. Yeah. So Inktip is cheaper, and then there's also PitchFest. Pitch? Uh, I think it's PitchFest. making stuff up. I'm not making stuff up. I'm helping. I'm teaching. <laughs> I'm learning. So what you do is you pay... It's a service, and you put your scripts on this these sites. Now, with Blacklist, it's slightly different, and it's more expensive. But you put your scripts out there and producers and directors and sometimes actors will come and they'll, they'll have a look at your script. Blacklist, you pay to have them evaluated. If you have high scores, you will get noticed more quickly. So like some of my scripts have had high scores. They were on the top blacklist. And at the end of every year, the blacklist puts out, gosh, I can't remember how many it is, but their best scripts of the year that have been unpublished or unproduced yet. Right. And have you been on that list? No. Sure you have. I haven't. Make sure you cut that part out. I'm not cool. But you know what? Every movie that gets on the blacklist 
they're going to get made. Right. Like Tom Hanks is doing one from last year that I read. Wow. I will read all the scripts from the blacklist every year. How important is that for a writer to read every script they can? It's so important because you learn so many things. You learn so much. And um, it's, like an, it's like a novel writer. If you don't read books, what are you doing writing, trying to write one? What makes a good writer? Uh, creativity, having a good storyline, being able to listen to criticism is huge. I come across a lot of people that think they're great writers, and in a lot of respects they are, but when you try to offer feedback, they won't take it. I am not opposed to learning new things or being told, you know what, your character sucks. This scene blows, cut it. You have to listen to people that know better than you and learn, be willing to learn. Right. I never thought about you. That you, I suck? No, 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 not at all. <laughs> not, I think you're fantastic. Thanks. No, I, what I notice is that you take criticism really well and that you're always happy. You never it, you water off a duck's back. You water just off let, a duck's back. I think that's the most important thing in any job in the film industry is you just got to let it all roll off you or it'll eat you alive, right? Oh, absolutely. So you get in a movie, mate. You, you, you've made one this summer. Mm-hmm. Have you ever, without naming names, have you ever given a movie to somebody that you regretted to make that movie. Has it ever been not fun? It has been not fun a whole lot of times. Like almost more than it is fun. Almost more than it is fun. So it's really cool when it is fun because the not fun parts can be really not fun and can really test your patience, not naming names. Right. But yes. But then you get those not fun jobs. Mm-hmm. But the problem that the not the good thing about them because there's always something good. Mm-hmm. You know, the silver lining is you you meet great people that yes. are having not fun on the same job that you're not having fun. Exactly. On. So then the next project, you know not to do that same mistake, but with the good people from that show, correct? Absolutely. And and I think that's key. You have to take look in any industry, in anything you do in life, you have to look at a negative situation as an opportunity to learn and grow from it. So whether it's, I remember my first contract that I wrote as a writer, uh, 400 years ago now, but it sucked. And in hindsight, I made some colossal newbie mistakes. Didn't get paid for it, but I learned from it, and that in itself is priceless. And then you work on contracts that are on, on sets that suck, and they're not fun to be on, and you meet some great people and some great teams, and you move forward with them. So there is always a silver lining. You're right. Yeah, and then you have these times that start off like they're great, they're great. You True. have these things that fall. Oh, my everything is falling into place. This is the best thing ever, and then they flounder and die. Both of us have had this in di- this yes. week. Yes. You know something that I've had that was done, mm-hmm. done deal. I'm showing up next week. Mm-hmm. Big, huge, sexy thing. One line email. We're not coming. Like, yeah, I've seen some of the emails that go to you. Yes. The things that are like, oh my gosh, uh, this is done. This is a dream come tre- true. This sounds too good to be true. And then, boom, guess what? How, it, how do you deal with that? Do you just move on? What do you do? Well, it's tricky because a lot of times you... You know, I don't want to go through life being skeptical of everything. I think that will completely change who I am as a person. So I'm going to try to still remain positive. And you know what? In all the people that I've met in every aspect of this industry, 
for the most part, people are good people and they want to do the best. Right. And I just have to remind myself of that, that, that occasionally you're going to come across something that has backfired horribly. And maybe, maybe the lesson is if it's too good to be true, maybe it is. Right. I don't know. I just don't want to be skeptical, but you just got to water off a duck's back. Right. Move on. You learn. You learn with and you every. Learn. Yeah, I've learned as much from working with the people that did it wrong as the ones that did it right. In some. Yeah, ways. exactly. Right? Sometimes more. Exactly. You learn how not to do things. Mm-hmm. And and in this industry, there's a lot of people that. In the beginning, are making hundreds of mistakes, but somehow get the project made, but it ends up being costly. So you lose a lot of those the budget. So you learn how to make how to stretch a dollar. So you make these movies like. The movie you made this summer didn't have a huge budget. budget. No, no. And you guys made it. It worked out. Yeah, wow. Right. Right? If you talk to a lot of people, <laughs> you can, they'll say, oh, you can't make a movie for three million bucks. And I'm not saying you get three million bucks, but they'll say you can't make a movie for three million bucks. Right. You can make a movie for ten grand in certain areas, and not that you had ten grand, you had more than that, too. I'm not going to, you can discuss how much money you had if you want, but how much money do you need to make? It's again, how long is a piece of string? But if if you write us if you are a new writer yes and you know the raising of the money part is going to be a difficult thing yes. getting talent is going to be a difficult thing what would you say is a good idea when writing the script think coming in in mind oh i see what that saying. they should i know when i'm really roundabout way to say uh, you know how's the what's the cheapest script you can write yeah. basically how can you write a script that you can end up shooting if it's your first time around well if it's your first time around, it's going to be a challenge, not just writing it, but just also producing it. So, if you have good dialogue skills, which I recommend brushing up on if you don't, because the cheapest script that you can write to produce has a low cast, very few people, and in as few locations as possible. Cheapest script, in a room, two people having a conversation. It's kind of a play but it's also the cheapest script. And if you've got great dialogue, it's awesome. Right, because the script you wrote in the summer, for the summer, it had a ton of locations. And yes. right then and there, you're going to go, each time you move, I know there's going to be a cost. I was a co-writer on that. Right. <laughs> no, no, I know. But, but I just mean, it, it, if, you, if you're a writer and you're thinking, I'm going to shoot Niagara Falls and then I'm going to go to Paris and then I'm going to... You need to keep in mind that everything is a massive move. Everything costs money. That's so right. like you're right, a play in a one room, strong characters, not a ton of them, is a good way to start. Get your chops there. Then the next movie you get, maybe you get a little more money because talent wants to be in it because you're talent driven. That's if right. you make a talent strong film, That's right. uh, if you write one, then yeah. actors are going to want to work on your shows. That's right. right. I mean, even, and I'm, I'm by no means big time, but I will have now, even at this stage of my career, people who have read my scripts that I would have never dreamed I would be talking to, phoning me up and saying, hey, I'll be in your next movie. I don't care if I'm a tree. Right. I've watched actors say to you, yeah. you know, actors love you because of the strength of your character. That's what I found. <gasps> Shucks, John. Yeah. I'm blushing. <laughs> <laughs> So, anyways, yeah, um, yeah, I get, um, so, so, any advice? Any last advice for somebody coming? Is it a fun industry? Is this an industry you recommend? If somebody has a real job, 
Do you recommend they come to this industry? That is a tough question. See, for me, I personally can't imagine another industry to be in. And, and maybe it's because of my wacky right. childhood, but it's not for everybody. It is not an easy no. gig at all. Um, yes, there are a lot of fun parts, and there's a lot of parts that, are, that I love. You know, I like being on sets. I like the camaraderie with people. I, I like the crew and hanging out with them and meeting them and doing whatever it takes to get a production done. That's not for everybody. Right. Um, so I would, I'm not going to tell anybody to quit their day job to right. go to switch over because it has to be something that resonates from within you, and you really have to be drawn to it. And it's possible to hold your day job and make a short on the weekends. See if you really do love it. Write it, produce it. There are so many amazing, not just locations in the Okanagan, but um, talented crew that if you're willing to work on theirs, they'll help you on yours, and you can build something together. See if you really like it. Right. And then you can quit your day job. It's, it's not a job. It's, it's a not vocation. A job. It's exactly. It's like being a monk. It's going to take up it's all like your time. being a monk. It's going to take up all your time. You're going to eat, sleep, drink it. It's going to ruin your relationships, oh, like yeah. being a monk. Oh, yeah. It's gonna. You're not gonna. It destroys relationships. It's hard. You pick one or the. I've had asked dudes, "Hey, man, what, how many times have you been divorced?" Five times. You know, <laughs> I chose my my job over my relationships, and that's in this industry. You kind of have to do that. It is. Like, it's sure. It looks sexy from the outside, but and it, like you say, it's fun. It's got its fun moments. It's different every day. Every day it's different, but it's hard. It's hard. It's stressful. You know, you're always worried about something. And when you're not working, it's like, oh, my gosh, why is my phone ringing? I know. Right? It's it like, is it's, awful. It is awful. But so, it's awesome. But it's awesome. It's, yeah, exactly. We're so lucky. We are so lucky. It's true. <laughs> yeah, I'm sitting here complaining and really, I got a great cake. It's a pretty cool cake. It's a pretty cool <laughs> And I'm actually going to use that monk line in a script soon. Nice. Awesome. <laughs> so, anyways, who is the best film commissioner in the world? You are. I know, right? Yes. Okay, anyways, that's it. Thanks, Aaron Hazelhurst. Thank you. This has been, this is, this is wonderful. All right, and thank you for listening to this week's episode of So You Want to Make a Movie. Be sure to tune in next week when we'll be talking to another industry professional. And uh, I'll see you then.